Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likuti Halochas. Yoradea, Felix Sheni. We begin a new chapter today. And we dedicate the learning, Le'ilu Nishmas. Rebeliezer ben Nosni Yaakov. And Yentefratel bas Rabbi Shariye, Harini Kaporas Mishkovam. And for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Rochel Basgalia, Noya Nechama Basgalia, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora Bas Hadassah, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Yaakov Yishu Ben Freindel Rechel, David Ben Behia, Shendel Bas Leia, Betzal Yechiel Michel Ben Tchiachava, Yehudis Ruchama Bas Chavarus, Sor Yehudis Bas Sora, Sorochel Bas Yisbendel, Avivelan Bas Yisbendel, Tuvietzi ben Chayaliza, Git Ganendel bas Sipoira, Lebelea bas Sipoira, Michal Sora bas Hadassa, Chaim Arye ben Brocha, Shlomerisim ben Mazla, Ram David ben Chana, Dovid Lei ben Shena, Hil Yisrael ben Sora, Nechem Yizalma ben Sorafega, Avigail Brocha bas Shiradvoira, Ruven Mordechai ben Chana, Sri Sholem ben Rita Beverly, Basi Kela Bas Amalia Malka, Froma Bas Genessa, Daniel Yeshua ben Yentefreda Blima, Aviva Chaya Bas Estemindel, Daniel Borach ben Sora, Shlomo ben Rifkish Prince, Yente Sora Bas Chanarus, Yechiel Michel ben Chanarus, Menachem ben Risha Basha, Chaya Brocha Bas Peru, Vardalea Bas Braina, Ami ben Chai ben Yudis Gila, the Soich Sharchel Yisrael. Hilcha is Chodosh, Osro Lechel Tfua Chadosha, Ad Hanofa Solimer, Shahu Matir Chodosh. It is forbidden to eat from the new harvest of grain before you bring, before the Korban Oimer is brought, which is on the second day of Pesach. The Isa Vedivrei Rabbeinu Vesimen Samach Beis, Rabbeinu Zal writes in chapter 62 in Likudim Ram, Shehamaychol tzorech liyois maychol achar shenizbarer. That a person has to be careful to eat food that has already been, its processing has been completed. It's spiritual processing. To prepare it to be ready to be eaten. Now, eating is also a very important spiritual process, but there has to be certain birurim that are done before the person is able to eat the food. Rabbeinazal says there that what helps to be mavara, what helps to refine our food and make it ready to be eaten is emuna. The emuna nishlam. And the way that we complete emuna is by taking the dibur out of the Egyptian exile, the word Mitzrayim means constriction. Mitzrayim was a land where the Jewish people were constricted, enslaved, imprisoned. The throat, the neck, is referred to as Meitzar Hagoroin, the constriction of the throat, because the throat is a narrow place between the head and the rest of the body, number one. And in the throat, you have those pipes, the windpipe, the food pipe, which are close together, 
all of this, it's referred to as Meitzar Hagorain, the constriction of the throat. And what helps us remove the deeper from Golos, what helps us complete the Amuna is fasting. Because by fasting, we attach the backs of the back of holiness. Because fasting is associated with the back. We're going to explain this. When a person is fasting, <clears throat> what makes the fast more powerful is going back to the beginning, meaning a person fasts for 12 hours. The second 12 hours is usually much more difficult than the first 12 hours, usually, because it's the second 12 hours. Because looking back, we see that we didn't start from that second 12 hours. We already started 12 hours earlier. Or a person who would want to fast two days in a row. What makes the second day 50 times or 100 times more powerful than the first day is the fact that it's day number two. The fact that if we look back, we have another day before this one, and now this is not a day. It's not a day, it's a second day. That's this concept of achirayim, that the powerfulness of a fast is based on achirayim. Shechizrin b'chol pamel ha'aschola. We're always looking back at the beginning. And now Rabbein Zalvir also gives us the Kabbalistic aspect of this. One example of this concept of looking back is the term that's used in Sifrei Kabbalah, that one of the formats of Hashem's name is where we write Yud, and then instead of going forward to the next letter, hey, we go back to Yud and, and we have Yud, hey. Then before going ahead to Vav, we go back again to the beginning, Yud Hey Vav, and so on and so forth. So Hashem's name Yud Kei Vav Kei is Bigimatria 72. Hashem's name Elokim Ba'achorayim, Aleph, Aleph Lamed, Aleph Lamed Hey, Aleph Lamed Hey Yud, Aleph Lamed Hey Yud Men, is Bigimatria 200. The Arizal says that's the word Ra'av. Ra'av means hunger, famine. The word Ra'av, the resh is the achirayim of Elikim, and the ayin beis is the achirayim of Yudke Vavke. Shechoyzer b'chol pa'am el hois harishayna, So too similar is the power of fasting, that what makes fasting powerful is going back to the beginning. Ayin Shom, take a look over there in chapter 62 in Likutei Moran. And Rabbi Nezal says towards the end of that chapter, he call, I believe, he call hascholois koshois. All new beginnings are difficult. Because when we're making a new beginning, we're, we're going from, from, from one opposite to the other. An example, people that studied physics know that when something is standing still in one place, that's called inertia. 
when you want to change its status from standstill to moving, that takes a major amount of energy. Once it's moving already, to keep it moving takes much less energy. But to change the status from night to day, from stationary to motion, that takes, that's difficult. And Rabbi Nezal explains over there, once a person makes that new beginning and they're rolling, throughout the time that they're rolling, they're still drawing energy from that beginning. Study carefully that chapter on the Kutimaran, chapter 62, which begins Vayas Velikim. Vehine birur hamacholim hu levararon min maichel behema le maichel odon. Kamuva bedivrei rabbeinu neiro yoyer in Simen Reish Samakimo. Rabnosan Sal now explains that when we talk about preparing our food for us to be able to eat it, when we talk about refining and preparing the food, one important aspect of it is to take it out of the category of animal food and make it ready to be human food. As Rabbein Azalmech speaks about this in chapter 263 in the Kutimran. There are foods that are not yet ready to be eaten by human beings, and if a human being tries to eat it, it'll harm the person. And this is one of the reasons why there are several mitzvahs regarding the food that a Jew eats before we're able to eat it, before we're allowed to eat it. All of that is intended to take that food out of the category of animal food and elevate it into the category of human food. Ubifrat, bapas, especially regarding bread, shetuyim boy kama kama mitzvahs, where there are many mitzvahs involved in bread. Kamayisham Rabbi Seinuzal, as the Yerushalmi points out in Mesechtachala, eser mitzvahs tuyim bapas, that there are 10 different mitzvahs related to bread. Just like in physical form, we see that when it comes to grain, making it ready for human food, it goes through one process after another, after another, planting it and harvesting and removing the chaff from the kernel and then crushing up the kernel and then removing the bran from the rest. The whole habirurim and all of these processes, it's all about taking it out of the category of animal food to human. Because when grain begins to grow, it's just grass and, and, and you know, stuff that animals are, eat. Vegetation, simple vegetation. And then it develops further to the point where we start to see some human food that's going to be produced there. Which means the kernels of grain. 
אך עדיין הפסולס שהוא מויץ ותבן, שמייך על בהם וחוף עליהם. However, at first, it's still covered with the chaff, that casing that, that it's in, which is again animal food. וצורך לבררו על ידי מריחו ודישו. And we have to separate the human food from the animal food by threshing it, And, and removing, wind shuffling, to remove the chair from the actual kernel. Then afterwards, we have to crush up that kernel, ulanapois, and sift it, sift the flour. And Rav Nosenzal tells us, all of these procedures on a spiritual level are all about refining it, elevating it from the status of Michael Behema to the status of Michael Odom. Kemoikein eser mitzvah is tluyas bepas, kedei lavara beruchmias mimachal behema luchnes Odom. Just like on a physical level, we explain the, the ten procedures that are involved in processing it, so too spiritually, the ten mitzvahs that are related to bread also are in order on a spiritual level to elevate the, the grain from Michael Behema to Michael Odo. This also explains why it's forbidden to eat from the new crop of grain before we offer the Oymer Soirim, the Oymer of barley, because you have to first repair the, the grain and, and purify, refine it, take it out of the status of Michael Behema. And a major, major part of the tikkun is through that measure of barley that's brought as a korban. Because the oimer was brought from barley, which the Gemara refers to usually as Michael Behema. And we use that, them specifically, the barley grains, as a to offer a sacrifice, the Michael Behema. And this is a known fact. That all of the korbonois that were brought in the Beis HaMikdosh, which were animals, It was all about subduing and suppressing the animal inside of us, the koyach habahamias, and to elevate ourselves, from, and to elevate this animal from the status of behemoth to the status of Adam. V'alkein, and therefore, al yidei ho'imer shebom in so'irem daika, sheim meichel behemoth, As a result of this oimer, which is brought from barley, which is Michael Behema, voice me Michael Behema korban, and we use this animal food as korban, shehi bechinas odom, kayadua, and a korban raises it to the status of odom, through this we weaken and suppress and subdue the animalistic aspect, And through this, all the different grain crops get purified, get refined and elevated from the status of animal to human. Because we've subdued the animal aspect, 
And we've refined it and elevated to the aspect of Adam, by offering this korban of barley, where we use animal food, we use barley as a korban. Rav Nosazal says, now you'll understand another interesting item, that throughout the Torah, when it speaks about bringing this measure, Oimer means a certain measurement of barley, it refers to it as Hanofas Oimer, lifting up the Oimer, even though there were other procedures involved in bringing this korban, but the Torah refers to it as the lifting up. Because that's what it's really all about. Whereby we're lifting something up above its original level. And that's accomplished by the lifting up. <coughs> Specifically. Because Rabbeinu Zal said over there that the, the refinement of food is accomplished through emuna. And this act of hanofa soimer, which they did in the Beis Hamikdash, is, is related to emuna. Because the Gemara explains, and Rashi quotes this in the Chumash, that the Hanofa Soimer was done in all directions. Up, it, the person would move it out and in, up and down, in all the different directions. And the Gemara explains, we're, we're, we're lifting it up and bringing it down, to or, or out and in, to the in to the one who all four directions, all four winds belong to him. Ma'ale u'moyrid, ma'ale u'moyrid is lifting up and down, lemisha ha'shamayim v'orit shaloi, to the one whom heaven and earth belongs to him. So we see that this out and in and up and down was a form of displaying our faith in Hashem, that we believe Hashem is here, Hashem is everywhere. Shema'at, a person is showing the fact that we believe that all six directions of the world, it's all from Hashem. And everything is subservient to Hashem. And through this expression of emuna. By expressing this emuna in our actions, through this we elevate from behema to odom. This is the concept of lifting up the oimer soirin. And this was done on the first day that we start counting, <coughs> which is the second day of Pesach. Because that first day of counting the Oimer is a beginning. Because that's when we're starting to get out from one extreme to the other. 
We're beginning this journey of leaving the 49 levels of Tuma, impurity, and entering into the 49 levels of holiness. That's what leaving Egypt was really all about. And then, throughout those 49 days, we're drawing energy and power from that beginning. Question in the chat. What are the 10 mitzvahs that are related to bread? I apologize, I don't remember. I believe the Mishnah Brura, in beginning of Hilchas Betzias Apas, I believe he quotes it over there also, if I'm not mistaken. But the source here we have is the Yerushalmi, in Masech Dechala, Perek Aleph, Halacha Vav. That's where the Yerushalmi lists these 10 mitzvahs that are related to bread. And now we'll understand also the concept of counting the Oymer. This is an unusual thing that we do once a year in, in this manner. Whereby we, we count the days that have already accumulated and the day today. Why are we doing it that way? In order to be able to draw today energy from all the previous days. To be able to draw energy from the beginning. When we said that's when it's most difficult to go from one status to a new status. And that's why we say today is three days in the Oimer. Today is four days in the Oimer. We do not say today is the fourth day of the Oimer. Today is day number three. We don't say that. Because the main mitzvah of Sfiras Oimer is going back to that first day and to all the days before today. In order to draw energy and power from the beginning. And that's why we join together the past days with today. And we say today is four days in the Oimer. Five days. By doing this, we're showing that we want to draw energy and power from the beginning. So we see here that Sfira Soimer is similar to what Rabbi Nassau explains there in the Kutimran about the concept of fasting. It's about going back. It's about connecting the back of the Kiddusha. We're always going back to the beginning. On day four, we said today is four days in the Oymer, which means it's like we said, one, two, three, four. On day number five, we say today is five days in the Oymer. Again, we're going back to the beginning, five days. What is that? That's one, two, three, four, five. 
דהיינו שחייסר מכל פנה לאסכולה, שהידי זה יוצאים מגולוס מצרים. This is what helps us get out of the Egyptian exile. שהידי זה נשלם האמונה, and this is what completes the אמונה. רבינו זל said there that fasting is what completes the אמונה. וידי זה הוא בירור המאכולים, and אמונה is what helps refine the foods. ועל כן ביו עם הראשון מניפנס אומר שבחינס הבירנל and that's why it's on that first day the first day that we count the אומר that we do this lifting of the אומר in the different directions שהוא ההסכולה which is the beginning שהוא העיקר which is the main thing ואחר כך חוזרים לכל פעם על ההסכולה afterwards we keep returning to that beginning which this is this concept of looking back going back connecting the back this is what refines the foods Ramnosazal says, now we'll understand an interesting thing that the Gemara tells us, that on the night of cutting the Oimer, that second night of Pesach, is when many of our enemies had their downfall. Gam mapolas homon amolek, The downfall of Haman, who comes from Amolek, also took place on that day. She'oz tolwaisoi. That's the day when they hung Haman. Because that's a, main, a very important time of defeating the Sitrachra, through that major energy of the beginning, when we're going out from one status to another status, we're changing status, we're going out of Tumah and entering into the Kedusha Canal. Baruch Hashem. Any questions, please? We continue. Halacha Beis. It's a beautiful thing that Rabbein Nassau brings in that chapter on the Kut Imran that we quoted. We showed earlier how Rav, famine, <laughs> comes from Achorayim, from the back. Soiva, which is the opposite of famine. Soiva means plentifulness. We In, in Egypt, they had seven years of famine and seven years of plentifulness is when you take the same two names of Hashem, Yud Kevavke and Elokim, and instead of going backwards, we're filling them out, the Milui. Yud Kevavke, the Milui, when we write out each letter the way we pronounce it. Yud, Yud Vav Dalet, Hey, Hey Yud, Vav, Vav Yud Vav, Hey Yud, is 72. And the Milui of Elokim, when we write Elokim Milui, Aleph spelled Aleph Lamed Pei, and so on and so on, it's Bigimatria 300. So you have 372, which is the word Soiva. Question in the chat. <clears throat> but when a person is fasting, they can't draw strength from the beginning because that was the most difficult part. On the contrary, each day that the person's fasting is more difficult than the previous one. <clears throat> How is this concept of, of Achorayim fit here? We gave the Moshe many times of starting a car. 
person has a car, when you want to start the car, <clears throat> the energy that's needed to start the car is, is let's say, 100 watts, 100 volts. <clears throat> Once the car is started, take it out of park, put it into drive and start going, it could use 20 volts, much, much less. The energy that's needed to start something is to go from eating to not eating. That decision that I'm stopping to eat, that's the, the ekoyach. That's a major change that a person's making. That that's that that koyach haschola. <clears throat> we said what makes the second day so powerful. What makes each later day powerful is the fact that it's the second day. Is the fact that we're looking back at the beginning. The fact that this isn't just a day. It's day number twelve. It's day number thirty. But it's very easy to stop eating for several hours. Uh, to continue is difficult. The answer is we're talking about a person making that decision. We're not talking about a person who stops for a few minutes or a few hours. We're talking about a person making a decision that I am no longer eating. This norma that I have every day in my life that I eat and I drink and I, I'm going, I'm changing myself completely, completely, making a complete change. That act, the change, is a very powerful thing. Once the person does that, of course you're right, that as time goes on, it gets harder, more difficult. <clears throat> but what's more difficult and more po powerful, a, a Jew who fasts two days gets credit as if they fasted, <clears throat> you know, two days in a row, two consecutive days, is like fasting 20 fasts. And, and a Jew who fasts from Shabbos to Shabbos, it's like fasting a thousand fasts. But again, there's a few things going on here. There's the hasfala, there's that commitment that I'm doing this. <clears throat> and then there's the accrual, the fact that this is that now I this isn't my third day. <clears throat> this is three days. I've been fasting for three days. Third day is singular. I'm saying it's one. It's not my I'm saying today is three days. Today is 12 days. If you think about it, uh, I mean, it's a shame it'll make sense to you. You'll see. Halacha Beis. Alpia Maimar Tiku Hamasfil Mitoichocha. Belikute Tanina Simenches. This halacha will be based on chapter eight in the second half of Likute Maran, which is a Rosh Hashanah Torah that Rabbein Azal said. <coughs> In Isa Shon Betchilas Hamaymar, Rabbi Nezal tells us there in the beginning of that chapter, and we've already discussed this previously several times in Hilchas Matnas Kohuna Halochalev, Hilchas Simone Behemel Chai Halochalev, Shalidei Hoachila, Shehi Mezoina de Gufa, Nechlash Mezoina de Nishmosa. That when a person is eating, which means they're nourishing the body, they are weakening the neshama. These two are on opposite ends of a seesaw. What's good for this guy is bad for this guy in a, on a certain level, in a certain sense, because they're opposites. Physical and spiritual are opposites. Kalidehu <laughs> Because by eating, we strengthen the heel of the foot of the sitrachra. Bibichinas, as the Pesach says in Tehillim, 
Oichel lachmi, higdil olai ekev. Those who are eating my bread, they strengthen the ekev. They're strengthening the ekev. Which ekev? The ekev of Esav. Because when Yaakov was born, it says, the, uh, when Esav and Yaakov were born, it says, Esav, that Yaakov Avinu's hand was holding on to the heel of the foot of Esav. And Rabbi Nezal explains over there, the solution for this is coil, the sound of Kedusha. And in order for a person to be zeichet to this coil, it requires tefillah. Because Rabbi Nezal explains there that usual tefillah, standard tefillah, is pleading for kindness. And Rabbi Nezal explains over there, kindness is dependent on intellect. If a person doesn't have brains and they're kind to terrorists, that's not kindness. That's that's merciless, mercilessness, merciless, that results in terrible, terrible destruction. I wanted to mention at the beginning of this year, I forgot to mention it, that our learning should be a schus for all those that need or for all the soldiers, all the people that, that have been displaced from their homes, everyone. And, and it should be energy. This should be the, the bullets and the missiles and the bombs that, that bring about the complete and final downfall of all the enemies of Klal Yisrael all over the world and the revelation of Moshiach ben David. Rabbein Azal explains there in Kutim Ran that sometimes when the Sitra Achra draws on Rachmonas, <coughs> They mentioned recently that President Obama had Rahmanis on Iran, so he released $100 billion that was, that was being kept out of the hands of Iran. <clears throat> he released it to them. Wonderful, sweet guy. Look how responsible he is for every dollar, every penny of those $100 billion that was used probably completely for weapons, weapons, to import terrorism all over the world. And the other Rachman, <clears throat> unfortunately, people in our camp who released monies and all kinds of stuff that could have been withheld possibly. Azai, so when the when the when the Sitra is drawing from the Rachmanas, Azai Nifgam Horachmonas Vadas, then the Rachmanas and the Das becomes damaged. And then we have to change the channel. We can no longer use the normal channel of tefillah, which is the channel of Rachmonis, Rachmim. We have to change the channel to go into a different mode of tefillah, tefillah that's called a tefillah bebechinas din. And Rabbi Nezal goes on to say over there, and it's as, as a result of, of this damage to this Rachmanis, this misplaced Rachmanis, <coughs> leads to Taivasniuf, Vazai Kishiesh Taivasniuf, Pigamadas. And when Taivasniuf is strong, people people having the wrong, the, an, a desire for illegal associations between men and women, that results in a Pigamadas, 
she'oz ha-tfila be-bechin azdin. And that's when, again, the tefillah must go through channel two, Bechin Din. And Rabbi Nizal explains there that when the tefillah is in the format of Din, the Sitrachra tries to swallow up that tefillah because the Sitrachra, Sitrachra means other side. The Sitrachra is that left side. So it sees something labeled Din. It says, that's mine. That's for me. Ki ha-sitrachra hi Bechin Dinin. Therefore, the Sitrachra swallows that fila which is Bechinaz Din. And then you have to have a very powerful tzaddik, who knows how to give forth this tfila Bechinaz Din. Because when a when a powerful tzaddik gives forth this tefila din, that gets stuck in the throat of the sitrachra. When the sitrachra swallows it, it gets stuck in its throat. To the point where the sitrachra is forced to throw up, to vomit up, and re- return. Everything that it swallowed within whole, from the domain of holiness. Bibchinas chayel bola vayikienu, as the pasuk says, he swallowed power and and was forced to give it back to return it, to throw it up. Vazai meki umoitzi kol hadas vahatfilos vaharachmona shebola, and that's when the sitrachra is forced to throw up and and give out all of the das and prayers and rachmonas that it swallowed over the years. What does it mean it swallowed prayers, it swallowed das? When people prayed improperly, davening without kavona, you know, making major mistakes in tefillah, and das, lack of, using the wrong type of das, all of these kind of things, studying philosophy and all of those kind of things. Being poigim in the das, and that allows the sitrachra to swallow up rachmonas, to swallow up das, the choyzer hakoyel hakedusha, and all of this gets returned to the domain of holiness. Vazai nasim gerim, and one of the results of this is converts. Kemavursham, as Rabbi Nizal elaborates there, Rabbi Nizal is giving us one line here for what's possibly a half a page or a whole page on Likudimaran. Kemavur Shamaz is explained very clearly there. Ayn Sham, look over there. And this whole process results in spreading prophecy. And then we're to that holy coil of Kedusha that we spoke about in the beginning. And that coil of Kedusha is what nourishes all the vegetation in Gan Eden, all the perfumes, all the beautiful flowers and things. Shehein Bechinas Moshiach, which are associated with Moshiach, because Moshiach is called Ruach Apeinu Moshiach Hashem, the breath of our nostrils. Ayin Shom Heitev. Rav Nosanzal says, study that well there. And the Kutim Rav, all of this is explained very elaborately. And 
and all of this is tied into the splitting of the Red Sea and the battle against Amalek, Ayin Shom Hete. Study that chapter and the Kutimran well. Any questions? Paragraph Bays. Now Rav Nassau begins. The Zeh Bechinas Isur Chodosh. And based on this introduction, we'll understand the, the forbiddenness of Chodosh. We're forbidden to eat from the five grains, wheat, barley, rye, oats, and spelt of the new harvest until the 16th of Nisan. During the time of the Beis Hamikdash, that's when they would offer this korban of barley. Because Rav Zal says now, this measure of barley that's offered as a korban is something different, something new. We're using what the Gemara defines as animal food, and we're bringing that as a korban. We know in the Beis Hamikdash there was korban mincha. There were many korban minchas. They were usually wheat, not barley. However, the truth is, this ties into what we just saw earlier. This usage of barley rather than wheat is similar to the changing the channel to the tefillah bebechinas din instead of the normal tefillah, which is rachmem and tachnumim. We know that all these sacrifices, all the sacrifices in the Beis Hamikdash were an aspect of tefillah. As the Gemara says in Brochas, that our prayers are a substitute for the Karbonites. You have, we complete the sacrifices today with our lips, with our tefillah. And when they brought an animal food as a korban, that's this concept of this tefillah in the format of din. Because human beings are on this, are associated with das, intelligence, rachmonas, kindness. Whereas animal is lack of das, lack of rachmen, usually. Unfortunately, we know there are animals, there are humans, where the animals are much smarter than them and have much more rachmonas than them. We saw this recently. We saw an, an, a, an achzorius, a level of evil, wickedness, that animals are not capable of, and, and these people, these ones who they thought were people were capable of. Because kindness and intelligence go together. They're dependent on each other. There is no such thing as kindness without intelligence. Because again, we say a person wants to be kind to a baby and give the baby a piece of steak or give them even a nut to swallow when a baby is small and the baby duck can't chew it, can't swallow. They say a lot, a lot of give a baby nuts to eat because they can't, they, they can't 
swallow it properly, it can kill them. And therefore, when we offer this measure of barley, which is animal food, which is lack of das and rachmanus, which is din, midas hadin, that's, a, an, that's similar to the concept of the tefillah and korban in the form of din. And then the Sidrachra wants to swallow that sacrifice, because it's on his side of the fence. It's on the left side. That's his side. Because the Sidrachra is this animalism. This animal, the pegam hadas varachmen, lack of das and rachmonas, bechinas dinen. And therefore, the Sidracha wants to swallow this sacrifice. However, since the Kohanim are involved in bringing this sacrifice, they are powerful people. Because the Koyhanim are referred to in the Torah as powerful warriors, strong. As the Gemara, as the Medrash Darshans, on this Pasuk in Kohelis, where it speaks about Anshei Hechoyel, and the Medrash says, Elu HaKoyhanim. This is referring to the Koyhanim. Therefore, when these holy koyhanim, these powerful ones, when they offer this measure of barley in the base mikdash on the mizbeach, and then when the sitrachra wants to swallow this korban, because it's animal food, then this sacrifice, this prayer gets stuck in his throat. There's a Pasuk in Eoib which says oiz. Oiz means something powerful, like din, gets stuck in his throat, in the Sitrachra's throat. Regarding the tefillah, and then the Sidrachra is forced to throw up, to vomit. And then we succeed against the will of the Sidrachra to extract and remove from him all of the das and holiness that he swallowed up throughout all the generations. It would seem that another form of this is when the Sitrachra takes hostages. Again, a Jew is Rachamim, a Jew is Das. The Gemara says one of the ways that you can distinguish and differentiate a Jew from a Goy is that the Jews are Rachmonim. Goyim, especially these, are not Rachmonim at all. So when 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 the Goyim take Jewish hostages, that's sw- they're swallowing up the Rachmonim and the Das. 
Rabbeinu Zalhi is explaining based on Rabbeinu Zal's words that when that happens, you have to change the channel to go to the Tfilah Bebechinas Din. Tfilah Bebechinas Din is, is Chatzois, Tikkun Rochel at Chatzois. It's Tachnun that we say Mondays and Thursdays are days of Din. When we say extra Tachnun, and 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 other tefillahs that we have, ovinu malkenu and fasting, all of these things are all different examples. Rabbi Nezal says on the Kutim Ram that whatever fasting can accomplish, achilas Shabbos can accomplish that and more, because there's a pus, the, the word tsoim, the Hebrew word for fasting tsoim makes up the first letters of the chatoisi mipon of tzorov. I will slice away from before you, your enemies. That's why when the Jews went out to battle, they would fast. And Rabbi Nezal says, <clears throat> there's another pasuk that says, tashbis oyev umesnakim. Tashbis, that Shabbos has the ability to destroy the enemy. And, and Rabbi Nezal says that refers specifically to Achilas Shabbos, when a person eats on Shabbos. So the women that are preparing the food of Shabbos and, and the whole family that's going to eat the food of Shabbos, one of our kavanas is that this should bring about the complete and final destruction of the Sitrachra. And the Sitrachra should be forced to return all the hostages and all the das and kedusha that they swallowed up over the years question in the chat. So according to this, is it fair to say that a big chesed of Hashem is that he chose the war now and not during the three weeks of the Oymer? The answer is not during the three weeks or during the Oymer. The answer is for sure. We we always have to know that when there's tzor, when we're in a constriction, when we're in a state of din, we have to always look at the harchava. We have to look at the good side. That, that Baruch Hashem, for those who weren't taken captive, for those who weren't murdered, v'chula v'chula. But halavai, we should be zechut to see Hashem's real kindness. Rabbi Nezal and Likud Yiran quotes a pasuk, Pel shakai yitain lochem rachamim. May Hashem give us the, the right to define what is rachmonas. Even if on the part of Hashem, this was an act of kindness. This war is an act of kindness on the part of Hashem, especially because we believe that all kinds of good could come out of this. That hundreds or thousands of people are being choser b'tshuva, are being better, etc., etc. Still, we want kindness in our terms. We want kindness that there should be Jewish prosperity, that Jews should live begashnius, baruchnius, and, and be successful in every, and have children and grandchildren and every type of success. Any questions? We'll hold it over here for now. We're up to the words, Good morning. Quick question. Is there any, is there any Rabbanim that say this is Milchamas Gog and Magog? Is there anyone who wants to comment on that? Have you heard? I have heard it from a number of Rabbonim. Rabbeinazal said during his time, 200 years ago, that the Milchemes Goig, the words Goig or Mogoig are Bigimatria 70. That this refers to a battle of all the 70 wolves against the sheep, against the Jewish nation. 
And and Rabbeinazal said that it'll be a it, it's one aspect of it is a battle of apikursis, lack of faith versus faith. So that there are many aspects to goy gomogai. We hope and pray that this is the final stage, the final stage of this war, this battle, and that 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 this will this will be turned around. This will be d- eliminated with the coming of Moshiach, you know, a complete and final goal of Akal Yisrael. We hope. I mean, so is it fair to say that Hashem, we live here in Eretz Yisrael, our Abanama strengthening us with the Muna? It's like getting a Lahavdil Chisun. I mean, you don't get that outside, do you? Do you really get that like you get here? To a degree. It's not the same. You can't compare Chutzlor at Eretz Yisrael. But the truth is, Jews all over the world are trying very, very hard now. Trying very hard in tshuva, in tefillah, and in staka, everywhere. I see in the chat, but when in the past, <clears throat> the state of Israel released many terrorists in exchange for several hostages, was this the opposite of what a tefillah b'chines did accomplishes? It would seem yes. It would seem Yes releasing hundreds and thousands of terrorists time and time again. <clears throat> this is being done by, by a leadership that, that doesn't, doesn't follow the Torah, unfortunately, usually, and certainly are not aware of Likud Imran. They, they're not looking to the rabbis, to the tzaddikim, to, to guide every move that, that, that they make. Halavai Hashem should guide. The leadership Hashem should direct things now. We'll see. We'll see what real success is. Mitzvahim. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos, everyone, all of us. Erev Shabbos. People ask me about my father. Different things. One of the things that I saw with my father was that Shabbos began on Friday at twelve o'clock on during the summer and one o'clock, uh, twelve o'clock during the winter, one o'clock during the summer. Even though he worked very hard and put in very long hours. That's when the clock stopped. That's when the six days of the week ended and, and Shabbos began. We should be the women, the men, the children, that our Shabbos should be a Shabbos. Each Shabbos now should be the best Shabbos of our lives and our era of Shabbos should be also what it's supposed to be. That's a Shabbos. All the best.